Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. Once again, we're at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa, and someone whose job we're still trying to figure out, Paul Raper. <laughs> we're grading him on a curve, on a very, very, <laughs> yeah. very long curve. Uh, we love you, Paulie. <laughs> What do you think about 1973? Oh, I think about it a lot. What can you yeah. tell me about 1973? <laughs> uh, it was during the 70s. Yes. I think Watergate yeah. was going on. Oh, wow. In 1973. And Nixon resigned in uh, August. Uh, uh, was it 73 he stepped down? No, 74. 74. 74. It's funny how Watergate actually became part of the American language. Now everything is something gate. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Just because of the name of a hotel. Yeah. Didn't we, didn't, in doing these episodes, didn't we go through Podcast Gate? Podcast yeah. Gate. Yes. The episodes yes. I think I know what you're alluding to. And, and I think uh, Verderos is responsible for Lost Three Episodes Gate. <laughs> I am not a crook. They, uh, <laughs> I am, I'm not from, a crook. From every, everything I see online, those three episodes were probably the greatest episodes. You were there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, well, <laughs> you have to follow it online? Fact, well, I'm practicing my research. Christ showed up at one of them. That's how good it was. <laughs> the word, word got around. <laughs> Although a friend of mine did say that when you joke about me erasing them, that I should speak up. But you guys have made it pretty clear that I wasn't even near that night. You weren't there. You weren't even in the on the premises. All which, right. Which shows how awful you are. That even then. I didn't even have to be there yes. without even being there. <laughs> I don't remember Christ showing up yes. to karaoke that night. I must have had a couple of drinks. 1973. Yeah, Christ sang which way are you going, Billy? Did he? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, let's start with uh, number 27. Uh, January 13th, 1973, uh, a, a cover, I suppose, of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Blue Haze. Uh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes was, yeah, a, was that's a, a standard. A standard yeah. uh, but it charted, I guess, by this group Blue Haze that I've never heard of. Love Jones, the song Love Jones, was done by Brighter Side of Darkness. I love some <laughs> of the names of the. You know what was fun was when we were doing the 60s groups? Yeah. And we had all those crazy. Oh, yeah. Like the five-man electrical band. Strawberry <laughs> alarm clock. Strawberry alarm clock <laughs> yeah. and carpet fudge and all those crazy, <laughs> crazy band names. And Gilbert would just start laughing. Uh, Why Can't We Live Together by Timmy Thomas uh, went to number three in February, uh, February 10th. Um, and this one that I always loved, I always thought this was a sweet song, and I loved singing this uh, when it was on the charts when I was uh, uh, 12 years old. And uh, it has a little bit of significance because uh, we just had uh, British invasion rocker Billy J. Kramer on oh, the yes. show. And he mentioned this person who was present when he was recording with the, the legendary uh, George Martin. So, yeah. Frankie? Oh. I can hope for half the chance you would ask to have this dance with me. E. <laughs> would you thank me and politely turn away? Would there suddenly be sunshine on a cold and rainy day? Oh, baby! 
What would you say? You sweet lollipop. Here I am with such a lot to say. He knows the whole thing. <laughs> hey. Yep. Walk with you along the Milky Way. Well, we'll do the chorus. Go ahead. I nighttime bring you flowers every day. Oh, babe, what would you say? Here we go. Oh, oh, baby, I know. I know I could be so in love with you. And I know that you could learn to love me, too. <laughs> Hurricane Smith. Yes. Norman, so he was... Norman, normal Norman. Who, who did he knock off the top of the charts with this song? Ooh, that's good trivia. <laughs> I don't know oh what the song was. The artist, the artist was an obscure English singer called Elton John. Oh wow! He blasted wow. him, and and Hurricane Smith was forty nine at the time that he pretty was old, pretty old to chart. That's pretty old. Yeah. Well, he he also did some distinguished things. He was the Beatles' engineer uh, right. bef- up until nineteen sixty five. The last Beatle record he engineered was Rubber Soul. And and I heard like when they were through, whoever he was recording, maybe the Beatles. He he had time left over in the studio, and he did it himself. Well, it was seventy three, yeah. so the Beatles would have been. Oh yeah, they would have been gone. Would have but been he, over he with. He was doing a recording session with some group, possibly Pink Floyd, who oh, he worked maybe, with. Who he yes. worked with after the Beatles. That, that, that song is like a throwback to the forties. Absolutely. You know, after yeah, all, it, where did the sixties oh. go? Suddenly, we're back yeah. in the forties. You know. Yeah, it was like Rudy Valley. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what's great about pop music in the sixties and seventies, because you could have a song like Winchester Cathedral. Yes. Which was in the '60s, but was uh, also Bo-dee-do-do. yeah, but was a Rudy yes. Valley yeah. homage. Yes. Yeah, you know, you could do these these songs back then. They were kind of like borderline novelty songs. Yes, right. this one right. certainly qualifies. Normal right. Norman, uh, John Lennon gave him that nickname, Nor- Normal, Normal, and he wrote a memoir called John Lennon Called Me Normal. But Billy J. Kramer was on with us, and he talked about Norman Smith, who we lost, or we would call him. Uh, here's one we queued up, and uh, Dara was enjoying this one outside. Uh, February 24th, uh, this one went pretty high, number two, and it was uh, associated with a famous movie. Oh. Our listeners have guessed My by now. My ass is already hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you connected about 14 dots right yes, there. Yeah. <laughs> can can I sit on an inner tube, please? <laughs> and the and the line is squeal like a pig. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yes and you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a line from the movie. He just said that to yeah. Bob. <laughs> no, that's when I jerk off to that scene. <laughs> it's from Deliverance, obviously. Yes. Dueling banjos. So I have a good I, story. Eric Weisberg on. and Steve Mandel. Not to be confused with Dueling Brandos and from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Dueling Brandos. I heard... That someone went out there many years later, and that kid. Oh, the kid from the porch. Still alive. Oh no, God. Oh he's no. Still alive. 
Let's and get him. People ask him for his autograph, but he doesn't know how to write. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's too much information. Yeah, that's more than I require. Yeah, so here's, a, here's a funny story about the movie. Funnier so, than that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Thanks, Frank. Billy Redden plays the uh, band plays the uh, banjo, and but he couldn't. They couldn't get him to move his left hand That's in an appropriate kid. way. Yeah. That's Billy the kid. Redden. Yeah. So yeah. they couldn't get him to like look like he was really playing. So a local musician, Mike Addis, was brought in to hide behind him. And, be and his hand. put his hand through the kid's sleeve. Oh, and wow. they and they and they watched the shots so that that's they wouldn't wonderful. see him. Isn't that great? That's wonderful. And that's one of the few films where, uh, like, Burt Reynolds is actually respected. Yeah, it's a good movie. As an actor, he's good. He's good in there. John Borman. Yeah, yeah, he's great in it. Yep. Yep. And and of course, you know, the great John Voight. Uh huh. Good. Who fit. I'd love to have John Voight on. He's a little nutty. Yeah. <laughs> we can try for him. What, you don't want Ned Beatty? Oh, yes. <laughs> Ned Beatty seems like such an easygoing guy. <laughs> we are saying too much in this episode. <laughs> Dueling Banjos went to number two in February. February 24th uh, was his, was its peak date. Uh, Eric Weisberg and Steve Mandel. And it, it and the soundtrack to a terrific SNL skit, and, which we just mentioned. And, um, like... Uh, the end of Deliverance, mm-hmm. it's a quiet shot of the river, and then all of a sudden, you know, a hand shoots up from the river. Yeah. Right? And and that is where Brian... Same guy's De- hand. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and that's where Brian De Palma... Oh, really? ...got that idea of the hand out of the grave. For Carrie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, not that Brian De Palma ever borrows from any <laughs> uh, movies. Sarah Cross, seen. Brian De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was. Uh, and I'm just going to ask him. The the novel Deliverance was written by the poet James, James Dickey, Dickey, who did what in the movie? He's in the movie. He's in the movie. Oh damn! I don't think I knew that. That's why well, I think stuff. Dickey's a giveaway. At, at the end, yeah. at the end, when the hand comes up, he's oh, the sheriff. Very funny. Oh, He's the, oh very captain, cool. Right? Good that's, trivia. That's wow. actually him. Good trivia. Ronnie yeah. Cox would be good for the podcast. Oh, he would. Now that we're and, on the subject. And Ronnie Cox I worked with. You did? He well, was, why aren't you calling him? He was the police chief in Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop, Cop 2. 2. Very yep. nice. Let's move on quickly. Dancing. <laughs> if, if that's not a go fuck yourself, I don't know what is. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Dancing in the Moonlight by King Everybody's Harvest. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight. Yes. I don't dance it. Day w- <laughs> it's supernatural delight. A song that may or may not be about werewolves, but there's a wild <laughs> tale about that song. The keyboard player of uh, King Harvest, a guy named uh, Sherman Kelly, wrote that song after he was attacked by locals while vacationing on the island of St. Croix. He was beaten so- senseless and left for dead. This is nice. This is a fun yeah, little story. anecdote. Sweet those, anecdote. Those St. Croisians. Yeah. As Paul Schaefer would say, cute story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and while recovering, I don't know if he was hallucinating or what, but he, he started imagining an alternate reality where everybody was happy and joyful and dancing in the moonlight, and that's where this song came from. Boy, to have the shit kicked out of you, and that's what you come up with. Right. You come up with a song that, that uh, yeah, that went to number 13 on the charts, Dancing in the Moonlight. 
How's that, Paul? Yeah. It's not bad, but I think if you're going to get the shit kicked out of you, you ought to at least get in the top ten. Right. (laughs) If you're almost going to die. Yeah. 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 Right. At least right, let it be. It should be an American standard. (laughs) (laughs) Then there was Soul Song by Joe Stampley. That went to number 37. Gilbert, as always, wave your arm if you know one of these. Uh, Diodato, or Deodato, with, of course, the very famous instrumental also Sprock Zarathustra, ah. which is known as the 2001 theme. Oh, dun, 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 That one. Yes. See, a lot of these songs I would probably know, but I don't know from title. Well, I know yeah. you know that one just yeah, from... That, you, yeah, you got, you got, The theme from 2001 kind and of gives that one away. And it's been played so many other times. Used, yeah. uh, used well in the movie being there, actually. Yeah. Went to number two. Go figure. I mean, the movie came out, what, in 60, when did 2001 come out? 68? Sounds something, about right. Something like that. And yeah. then and now there's, for some reason, there's an instrumental version of the theme yeah. song charting in 73, which is odd. Uh, Dead Skunk by Loudon Wainwright, the third. Stinking to high heaven. Stinking to high heaven. <laughs> Dead Skunk in the middle of the road. Oh. Yep. Um, Loudon Wainwright, the father of... Rufus Wainwright. That's correct. It is. And that the is whole correct. Wainwright family. The Wainwright what family. Was, what was another Loudon Wainwright hit? I, I remember. I think this is the only time he was actually on the Billboard oh, charts. Oh, this is one, one hit, hit wonders. wonders. Yes. Because I, I remember he used to pop up on TV a lot. Well, he was on MASH. He was that's rec- it. He recurred yeah. on MASH yeah, for, for, really. for a while, yeah. And I'm sure he popped up on, like, Merv Griffin a, and stuff. A like crazy that. talent. I've had the pleasure of spending a little time with Loudon. He's one of Tom Leopold's friends. and we Now, wasn't he the out. third? Loudon, Loudon Wainwright the third. third. Correct. Yeah, that's it. And a, a musical, a, a insanely talented family. Um, Some of the, a couple of other songs, just quickly, of his. The Swimming Song, Dead Skunk, Motel Blues. Your mother and I, I don't know any of these by title. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's yeah, he's a terrific songwriter, um, versatile, and an actor. Yeah. And turns up in some of the Judd Apatow movies, too. He's in Knocked Up. Ah. Um, and one of the others, maybe two of the others. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. Uh, here's one <laughs> that if you're going to do a song, if you're going to do a show about one hit wonders, uh, this is a place that you want to go. Uh, this really is right in the wheelhouse. Number one, I can't believe that this song went all the way to number one. Its peak date was April 7th of 1973, uh, sung by, uh, shall we say, an unlikely recording artist, Frank? Oh, yes, yes. I love this track. He was on his way home from I, I certainly know this song, but I never knew the words except for the main. Right. Andy Wolo said hello. And he said, Hi, what's doing? Whoa, said, Sit down. I've got some bad news. It's going to hurt. Her songwriter husband was Bobby Russell, and he wrote this song, and the story goes that he offered it to Cher. Oh, that sounds like it could have been a Cher. And Sonny Bono thought that it was going to offend their Southern fans. Here's the chorus. That was a night that the lights were out! 
out in Georgia. God. That was a night that they hung in Anderson, Nine minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and it got was, blood stains on. So it was, yeah. So so Vicky Lawrence decides to go into the studio with with members of the Wrecking Crew, and record it herself and knock it out herself, and number one, amazing. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. There's a couple of lyrics just briefly. Yeah, he, the, he you know Andy got mad and he saw red and the guy says, "Boy, don't lose your head." Because to tell you the truth, I've been with her myself. That's great. You know, it's like that Southern Gothic. It is. Thing, it's a know? Southern. I think it's a subgenre. Southern yeah, Gothic right. uh, uh, pop song. Now, yeah. Vicki Lawrence, not a Jew, obviously. I don't think but so. She lived next to <laughs> a Jewish family when she was living in L.A. Why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I, Who I was think, she living next to? <laughs> Moshe <laughs> Diane. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Stiller and Mira. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Zvi. Living next Zvi to uh, Shimon Peres. Living next to a, a Jewish couple with children. And they even signed something that whoever... That whoever died, uh-huh. they would leave. They their the other couple would take care of their kids. I didn't know this. Yeah, where did you find this out? Yeah. Why, why I you... was actually reading this. <laughs> I read Vicky Lawrence's autobiography. You did now, but meanwhile, I think Jack Carter called her an anti-Semite. Oh, he did. So I promise, that sounds right. <laughs> I believe she's the only member, cast member of the uh, Carol Burnett show to chart on the Billboard uh, oh, charts. Oh, my God. It, the, well, yeah. except for Tim Conway. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Corman's uh, cover of One Talk Over the Line. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, number one, uh, uh, an amazing story. Uh, here's an artist, uh, a very, a very, uh, a popular artist and a singer songwriter, uh, who found his way onto the charts at number 16, uh, Lou Reed, walk on the wild side. Oh, Hey babe. Yeah. Take a walk in the wild side. That's one side. you know. See, I yeah. haven't queued up the ones you know. Yeah. Uh, Daisy a day. I'll give you a daisy a day by Judge Strunk. Huh? Anything? No. Judge Strunk was a member of Laughing. He was a cast member of Laughing in its final wow. season. That's all I got. Uh, I'll give you a daisy a day. How about Wildflower by Skylark? Oh, is it uh, Wildflower? No, that's Wildfire. That's Wildfire. <laughs> by Michael Murphy. Yeah, wild okay, <laughs> close enough. That's pretty that's close. It has, it has the word enough. wild in it. That's it. I and I, I say that should be a win. Can we get it? <laughs> Can we ask the judges? Judges uh, <laughs> for a call. <laughs> no, wild. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that year. Okay. Wildfire was about the horse that breaks out of the. Uh, she ran calling oh, wildfire. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yes. This was a song David Letterman was obsessed with yes. for a while. This is Wildflower by a Skylark that I believe was a soul group. Okay. But uh, well, maybe maybe we'll play it later. Uh, Armed and extremely dangerous. By first choice, these mean anything to you? No, I mean, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of these, if you played them, okay, I would remember. Superfly Meat Shaft, John and Ernest <laughs> went to 31. Uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus, a very famous instrumental. Uh, June of 1973 went to number nine. Leaving Me by the Independents. 
Wait a minute. Leaving. Anything? Wait, you know wait. That how one. did give me the first line? I don't know it. Oh. I just have the titles here. <laughs> uh, uh, went to 21. Um, I didn't queue Leave, up the what ones. Is it, that, leaving I, me by whom? Uh, leaving me by the independents. I didn't queue up the ones that I thought were so obscure you wouldn't know yeah. them. Perhaps I aired. Wait, what's. Uh, maybe he'll find the lyrics. The Teddy Bear song by Barbara Fairchild? No. <laughs> okay. <God. laughs> oh, I think we'd know that sounds familiar to yeah. me. I you knew the gingerbread song. I figured oh, yes, you'd yes. a teddy bear song. <laughs> Back When My Hair Was Short, a song I like by, by a local band named now, Gun Hill I, Road. I remember the title. Yeah, Gun Hill Road from Mount Vernon, right here, produced by Kenny Rogers. Pillow Talk by Sylvia. It was sort of an early Donna Summer. Oh, yes. A uh, very sexy uh, uh, single. Here's one we actually do have. I think you're not a fan of this one, so I'm going to oh, play it. Okay. <laughs> uh, 1973, June 16th, it went all the way up to number two. Uh, Frankie? I got a nickel. <laughs> Pretty good. When this old world gets me down, and there's no love. Mean anything to you, Paul? I, I, I recognize it. Lynn Holmes. Oh, okay. The playground in my mind. Oh, yes. Let Gilbert get to the chorus because he's really into it. Yeah, <laughs> this is. This reminds me of the Dean Martin song with all the little kids all the little in it. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it, Gil. My name is Bobby. I got a nickel. I got a nickel shiny. And you. Uh, on the something, something candy. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Holmes was was better known later as Joan Rivers' sideman on the Joan Rivers show on our talk show. Wow! So Fox here, talk let show. me just here's a here's a piece of research you're gonna love. Ready? Go. The Independence leaving me. The first few lines. Oh, darling! After all this time, you seem to me, girl, to be changing your mind. Oh, that'll give it to him right away. Yeah. <laughs> We'll play that, that one. Doesn't do much. No. We'll play that for you that later. Doesn't do too yeah. much. Mm. I know you'll know Wildflower, <laughs> and I know you'll know Hocus Pocus. So I'll play them for you when we're off. Hocus Pocus. Uh, when by we're Focus. off, Mike. Hocus Pocus by Focus, which I enjoy saying. Playground in my mind. Interesting in that it was uh, Clint Holmes duetted with the producer's nine-year-old son, Philip Vance. Oh, gee. So it's an actual duet between Clint Holmes um, and a and a child. Oh, boy. And there's no Bobby. I don't know where you got my name is Bobby. It's oh, my name is Michael. Oh, my I've got name a nickel. is Michael. Because <laughs> I guess Michael and Nickel are supposed to kind of. Oh, yeah. They, I, right, well, Michael, they don't. My, I got a Nickel. They, <laughs> I don't know about Bobby. They, they rhyme if you're half asleep. <laughs> I don't know. The, the kid on the porch in deliverance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm doing fine now by New York City. Oh, wait. You can look that one up, uh, Mr. Rayburn. Went to 17. I don't even know some of these. And, I mean, I was really listening. You were still listening to the AM, the old AM transistor radio. Oh, yes, I'm, yes. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Do you have so. the ball radio with the chain? I've asked you this before. The little, do you remember the ball that had the dials that were like eyes? Oh, I remember that. It had a little chain. I don't think with I a, ever had one of those. Yeah, I had one in the backyard. We used to listen to Harry Harrison. 
WABC. Harry Harrison. People around the country won't know what the hell I'm talking I about. I remember the good guys. Sure. Yeah. I used to listen to ABC in, uh, in the backyard in, on my, uh, in my old house in Ozone Park, and we'd listen to Top 40. I knew all these songs. I'm doing fine. I was, was a- Murray the K, Frankie Crocker. Murray the K, sure. Well, Cousin Brucie. Cousin Brucie, of course. Ron Lundy. Ron Lundy, yes. Yeah, yeah. There was another guy. Uh, oh, well, fuck. Love to know uh, yeah. which guy you're trying to think of. Yeah. What do you got, Paulie? I'm doing fine now. By New, New York City. By New York City. Here's here. I don't have much, but here's what you don't know. Go. In 1991, it was covered by the Pasadenas. Oh, that's big news. That's, uh, that the was Pasadenas. Covered, that's right. And, it, and that cover version reached number four in the UK, wow. selling over 200,000 copies. I'm sorry I brought this so up. So let's, not, <laughs> oh, I let's think, not take I'll be fine. I'm doing I think fine there now. was a Dan Ingram. <laughs> Dan Ingram. Dan Ingram. Nice. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Okay, uh, here's one we do have queued up, and this is by uh, a legendary artist from New Orleans who charted once in his career, and this was it. Ah! I love the shit out of this yes. song. Yes. <laughs> oh, that 70s sound. Yeah. Fantastic. Number nine. The great Dr. John. Gilbert's grooving. You got to move to this one. Oh yeah. I've been in the right place, but it must be the wrong time. But it must be the wrong time. I've been in the right place, but it must be the wrong time. You know, there's a lot of similarity between Gilbert's voice and his. I've been in the right place, but it must be the wrong time. Get down with yourself, Gil. Get down with your bad self. I've been running down the keep of pumping the time. Talking to this time. Just need a little brain style of surgery. Got to cure my insecurity. It must have been round. And Frankie, would you like to would you like to chime in on the connection to Emerson Lake and Palmer? On this, the line brain salad surgery. Well, it's the like their best album. There you go. In my humble opinion. Yeah. So there you go. You know. So you know when I'm singing that song, I felt myself slipping into Red Fox. I was going <laughs> to say. I, I thought now, you were doing Johnny Brown. He's got he's got a, doing Bookman. He's got an edge on his voice that sounds like your voice. He's yeah. like he's like halfway. He's like a half Gilbert kind of. I think you could have been like in the Staple Singers or, or something. You got a little bit of uh, you got some soul in your voice. Yes. Now what? Now I, I'm sure me. you'll know this. In for a lot of his jazz career, Doctor yeah. John went under his real name, which was Mac Rebenack. I didn't know that. I yeah, know he's Mac into voodoo. Rebenach. Yeah. Dr. John. um, And he was in what recent, relatively recent TV series? I'll I'll guess and say Treme. Treme is correct. Because I pick a a show set in New Orleans. They do several recording sessions with him, and they're great. You watch that show? I I watch most of it. Yeah. He's a fantastic talent, Dr. John. Yeah. That was nice. 
Yeah. It was a little Red Fox. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. You big dummy. You know, <laughs> you're throwing a lot Actually, about Ann Esther and the Gorilla Cookies. <laughs> yes. If, you, if you, you just come in on the right place, just right place and wrong time, and right. it's just the right emphasis. For Gilbert, like, every song is the wrong time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll pound these out. Uh, Maybe Dr. John wrote that as a tribute to Gilbert. Maybe that's the, yeah. He's still with us, Dr. John. He's 76. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it to death. Doing it to death, Gil. The story of your sex life. <laughs> Fred, Fred Wesley and the JBs. Anything, Paul, on Fred Wesley Nothing. and Let the JBs? How about Satin Sheets by Jean Pruitt or Jean Pruitt? The title sounds vaguely familiar, but I yeah. can't think. These of charted song. high: twenty-two, yeah. twenty-eight, yeah. twenty-two. They weren't. They weren't uh, major hits. They weren't household yeah. hits, if you will. Mister Meaner by Foster Silvers. Obviously, Foster Brooks and Phil Silvers formed a duo and and recorded. Uh, This one I know you know because we've talked about this crazy song. Soul Makosa by Manu Dabango from Cameroon. Mama cool, mama sa, mama mama sa. Mama sa, mama sa. That went to 35. I had that single, which is strange uh, because I was 11 or 12. Um... This one, of course, I know you know, and everybody knows this one because this one's in the culture right now uh, by stories. And this went to all, all the way to numero uno. Francis? Oh, yes. Sounds great. Doesn't it, Frank? Frank was remarking at how well these songs are produced yeah. and engineered. Love this. She was black. I was white. <laughs> Louis was whiter than white. <laughs> Do this one. It's Flip Wilson. <laughs> I got some. This is, oh, I like let's this just this go good right one. to Louis. Here it comes. Okay, Gil. Louie, 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 Louie. Louie, 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 Louie. Louie, 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 Louie. Louie, boy, you're gonna cry. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, people know it, of course, now as the theme song to Louis C.K.'s TV show. But it's a song about interracial love. There you go. So I looked up Satin Sheets okay. by Gene Pruitt. Now, I find this in two places. Go. The, the two versions of the lyrics, and they both start like this. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. Ah. Is that possible? Well, that we've covered that song. That I was know, Lynn that, Anderson. That's... that's on this page I'm looking at here, How the satin sheets, Gene Pruitt lyrics. I beg your pardon, I never promised you. So she was obviously doing an homage to the previously charted. It must have been a Lynn cover, Anderson. but they changed. But isn't it called I Never Promised You a Rose it's Garden? It's called I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. So this yeah. is either like a weird Google fail or... How weird. Yeah. Now that'd be an interesting uh, subcategory. Songs that referenced other songs. Right. Oh, um, 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 um. Uh, Mrs. Robinson with Cuckoo Cachoo. 
And that was like, uh, I am the walrus. Oh, interesting. Ju-ju-ju-ju. That's I've right. Never That's even a good one. That's a that. great yeah. one, Gilbert. That's so goddamn good. Yeah. All right, we're going to throw this one out as a fun. Oh, little... and there was that, uh, 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 that that one uh, that John Lennon sang. You know, here come old flat top. Come, come together. Move. Yeah, that was I think Chuck Berry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, speaking of Chuck Berry, uh, we, we talked in the previous episode about Bang a Gong, Get It On. Oh, wait. That references wait. Chuck Berry. Uh, uh, Judy in Disguise. Uh, Judy gonna, in Disguise. I was going to go, See in the sky. I was gonna go, right. yeah. was gonna right. go with that one. Right. Judy in Disguise. Right. Which doesn't actually mention the song, but it's sort no, of a, almost a, 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 a kind like, of a, we would even call it a parody. Who, who did that? John Fred and his Playboy band, of course. You were in the room. We did it as a previous. Judy in disguise. You wouldn't even call that a parody. It was kind of an again an homage, just in the title, because the song is nothing like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. But we'll throw that out to our listeners as a little fun. It's like one of those. What are those? What do they call those things where you people have the wrong the wrong lyric and like these oh misheard lyrics, right? You know that that Judy in disguise is like like that. Like Credence is there's a bathroom on the right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh well, um, Elton John with in your empty garden or your something garden. Right. I think that was a reference to Octopus's Garden. Well, that's interesting. Maybe because Octopus's Garden was maybe well written by John and and Paul, but Ringo's yeah. Ringo's vocal. Yeah, interesting. I never if thought of that. If only there was a way to look something like. But that. But we don't up. have that kind of time. <laughs> Frank, you wanted to say something about the the pristine recordings. If only of, we could get uh, someone off the street. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally almost anyone. What did you want to say about those songs? No, I mean I've said it before, but yeah. you know you, we we pull up these old songs on Spotify. Yeah. And they they come punching through even at these low res MP3s. It's Please. just the production quality tape and analog gear versus what happens now. Really, for the most part, fantastic. Yeah, sound. really holds up. Yeah, pick pull up uh, pull up dancing in the moonlight. Would you while we get through these last ones because we'll go out on it. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight. I'll pull it up with by uh, by King Harvest. Okay, so there's just a couple more left on the sheet. That was uh, Brother Louie was was first done by Hot Chocolate, who sang "You Sexy Thing." Oh, I believe in miracles. That's it. <laughs> Where you come from, you sexy yeah, thing. Yeah, from the full Monty. But uh, but that charted in the UK, and then Stories did an American version of it, and went and Yesterday, went to number one. Yesterday, I was one of the lonely people. <laughs> I love that song. Now you're lying next to me. Making love to me. Yeah, it's a great oh, one. Oh, I believe in miracles. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not on here because I believe they charted several times. Oh, okay. So they would not, they would not qualify <laughs> as a one-hit wonder. Do you also like uh, the main ingredients, Everybody Plays the Fool? Everybody um, plays the fool. Sometimes. Great fucking song. And who's the lead vocal on that? Oh, Cuba Gooding Sr. Whoa. Great one. Wow. Wow. Or Cuba. Cuba Gooding's father. Wow. Oh, that's a great. That's in the main ingredient. Little trivia. Yeah. That I happen to have at my fingertips because <laughs> my life is severely your, lacking. Your, your misspent youth. <laughs> How about My Maria by the late B.W. Stevenson? My Maria. That's yeah. it. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Went to number nine in September 
of 73. And the last two on here are in the midnight hour. Uh, Wilson Pickett. Not Wilson Pickett. Not Wilson Pickett. It might have been a cover by Cross Country. October of 73, went to 30, and I Can't Stand the Rain. I Can't Stand the, the Rain, rain. <laughs> by outside my window. That's the one. How do you know that? Away my memories. I can't stand the rain. Ann Peebles. Yeah. No relation to Mr. Peebles from, uh. from McGillagorilla. <laughs> but uh, this one, uh, this is one little piece of trivia I wanted to throw in back to 1972. Beautiful Sunday by Daniel Boone. The lead singer was a guy named uh, Leonard Davies who changed his name to Larry Page. I love this trivia because he was a fan of Larry Parks from the <laughs> Jolson story. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I didn't get to it. <laughs> but I just I just love that. It's so pointless. Larry Parks was ruined by the blacklist. That's that's yeah. correct. And he was married to I forget her name. Fanny Flagg? No. Uh, uh just throwing that out she, there. She she was uh she was on uh, All in the Family. She played the, uh, the oh, wife. Oh, he was married to Betty Garrett. Bet- Betty Garrett. Right, from Laverne yes, and Shirley. Yes. Yeah, right. Very good. Yes, we've covered that in a previous show with Lee Grant, I think. What do you say we go out on King Harvest from February? You got. All right. Want to sign off first? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, this has been Gilbert and Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm Gilbert Gottfried with Hurry. Frank Central Country. <laughs> Uh, and Nutmeg and Paul Rayburn <laughs> and Frank Ferdinosa. It's supernatural delight. Bodies dancing in the moonlight. Oh, Gilbert laid out at just the right time. I like. Perfect. I Perfect. like to think this is about werewolves. Sorry. And they don't bite, they, they shoot things loose, oh, they, they keep things, things light. light. Everybody was dancing in the moonlight. All right, go, go. Dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs>